Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I feel like it has been forever since I recorded an episode because I did get a little bit ahead before my vacation, which means I'm no longer ahead, basically recording this right before it goes live. But I am so excited about today's episode, not only to be quote unquote back, even though from your perspective, I never left. I am excited about this because it is an episode about a big shift that happened in my own perspective and mindset just the other day. So I want to call this a motivational mini-sode, but who knows? I have a lot to say about this one. I'm super excited, so it might not be as mini as I'm thinking it will be, but who knows? Who cares? Let's just go. This episode kind of developed while I was sitting in the airport just a couple of hours ago, finishing up a book I started several weeks ago but got pulled away from especially because I've spent so much time in the last week writing my book. I haven't had a whole lot of time, haven't made a whole lot of time to read, but I'm so glad I finished this one. It is called The Soul of Money, and it is really responsible for this shift I have decided to make in my own perspective. And I will link to the book over in the show notes for today's episode Have you checked out the new primalpotential.com, by the way? So excited. That went live while I was away. Anyway, before I dive into the book, I want to tell you sort of the big picture and why I read as many books as I do about money and finances. It's because mindset has a lot to do with money. And mindset has a lot to do with fat loss. Therefore, money really has a lot to do with fat loss because our mindset about money can make a massive impact on our mindset about food for the positive or not so positive, depending on how intentional you are. And I've shared before, I've done a number of episodes talking about how before I permanently changed my relationship with food, before I got healthy for the rest of my life versus yo-yo dieting, so this was when I was at my heaviest weight, I took about a year, a little bit over a year, to seriously tackle my debt, my financial debt. Most of it was student loans, my student loans, my ex-husband's student loans. Of course, we were married at the time. But we also had some other little loans, credit card things, wedding rings we had put on credit cards, some furniture, things like that. And we paid off $130,000 in debt in about a year and a half, and we were not making a lot of money at the time. And it was that pursuit and that discipline and that determination applied towards money that really helped change the game for me in terms of fat loss. It really laid the foundation for me of mindset, discipline, the end of all or nothing thinking. Because when it comes to finances, 
You can't have an all or nothing perspective. I can't tell you how many times something came up in a given week or a given month, whether it was we blew a tire and had to spend $500 on new tires and therefore the budget was not what we thought it would be, or there was an unexpected medical expense. There were things that took us away from the plan all the freaking time. And you can't just say, oh, well, we blew it, screw it, and expect to get anywhere. So that financial pursuit really, really helped my mindset that then helped me with food, with exercise, with starting a business. For that reason, I continue to read a lot of books about money, finances, investing, because there's a ton of crossover information. I learned so many lessons about taking care of my health, about fitness, about nutrition, from books about money and finances and investing. So that's what led me to The Soul of Money. And again, I'm going to link to that book over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. I finished the book at the airport, and it absolutely gave me a new focus for today, a new focus for this week, and a new focus for 2018. And I really want to jump ahead and tell you the bajillion thoughts that are in my head right now. But what I'm going to do is read to you a short excerpt from the book, which you can find linked to over in the show notes for this episode at primalpotential.com. So let me just grab the book here and I am going to read a little bit of it to you. No matter who we are or what our circumstances, we swim in conversations about what there isn't enough of. And the author writes, I see it in myself. For me and for many of us, our first waking thought of the day is, I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is, I don't have enough time. Whether true or not, that thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. We spend most of the hours and the days of our lives hearing, explaining, complaining, or worrying about what we don't have enough of. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough rest. We don't have enough exercise. We don't have enough work. We don't have enough profits. We don't have enough power. We don't have enough wilderness. We don't have enough weekends. Of course, we don't have enough money, ever. We are not thin enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough or fit enough or educated or successful enough or rich enough, ever. Before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor, we're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking something. And by the time we go to bed at night, our minds race with a litany of what we didn't get or didn't get done that day. We go to sleep burdened by those thoughts and wake up to that revelry of lack. This mantra of not enough carries the day and becomes a kind of default setting for thinking about everything, from the cash in our pockets to the people we love or the value of our own lives. What begins as a simple expression of the hurried life, or even the challenged life, grows into the great justification for an unfulfilled life. It becomes the reason we can't have what we want or be who we want to be. It becomes the reason we can't accomplish the goals we set for ourselves, the reason our dreams can't come true, or the reason other people disappoint us, the reason we compromise our integrity, give up on ourselves, or write off others. We live with scarcity as an underlying assumption. It's not even that we necessarily experience a lack of something, but that scarcity as a chronic sense of inadequacy about life becomes the very place from which we think and act and live in the world. 
Through that lens, our expectations, our behavior, and their consequences become a self-fulfilling prophecy of inadequacy, lack, and dissatisfaction. In the mindset of scarcity, our relationship with money is an expression of fear. A fear that drives us in an endless and unfulfilling chase for more or into compromises that promise a way out of the chase or discomfort around money. And I think that the way she describes that that pursuit of more, that sense that we never have enough, is very, very much applicable to the way we think about food, why we overeat why we turn to food when we are emotional, why we have a hard time turning down temptation. Not because we're weak, but because we have this mindset of not enough. And we have this unrelenting desire for more, more, more. More money, more food, more treats, more time, more television, more internet, more information, more, more, more. Later in the book, she writes, when you let go of trying to get more of what you don't really need, it frees up oceans of energy to make a difference with what you have. I'm going to read that again because it was at that point reading that that I pulled out my journal. and I'm going to tell you about what I wrote and what it means for me. When you let go of trying to get more of what you don't really need, It frees up oceans of energy to make a difference with what you have. So the next thing I did, which is very, very common for me when I read something that makes me think or inspires me or reminds me or tells me of a change I need to make in my own life, I pulled out my journal and I started to brainstorm. And at the top of the journal page, I wrote, what do I not need more of? What do I not need more of? And where do I act as if I don't have enough? Where do I act as though I need more? Some of the things I wrote I don't need more of, things I do not need more of, food, sugar, alcohol, television, money, stuff, whether that stuff is clothes, coffee mugs, tech accessories, books. Where do I act as if I don't have enough. I certainly can act this way with food at times, even as benign as like being in the grocery store and thinking, oh, I'd love a treat. Whether that treat is a bottle of kombucha or a piece of dark chocolate or some trail mix or whatever it is, I tell myself, I talk myself into more when I don't need more because it's this endless pursuit of like something extra would be special. But what if I could get rid of that mindset? And I can but it will take intentionality and practice. Where else do I act as though I don't have enough? Absolutely with money. Absolutely with money. And I recognize this in myself while away on vacation and thinking about, you know, year end as a business owner, there's a lot of things that get billed at year end. And so there's a lot of money going out. My final payment for my tiny house, It can be easy no matter how much money I have because I've experienced this when I was deeply in debt. I've experienced this when I was living paycheck to paycheck. I experienced this in times of abundance. It's almost irrelevant how much money I have or how much money I'm making, but the perspective of not enough, not enough, not enough. Same thing with Christmas shopping for my family. I should do more when really I probably should be doing less. Because 
Time is where I want to add value. Connection is what I want to give to people in my lives. Not that's not enough when I think about the gift that I bought for somebody. What do I act as if I don't have enough of? Certainly in business, listeners, always the pursuit of like, I need to reach more people. I need to respond to more emails, more, more, more. And I wrote in my journal, I have everything I need and it's time I act like it. It's time I get intentional about breaking this pattern of more, 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 more food, more time, more energy, more customers, more money, more stuff. Many of you guys remember, uh, this made me think about my fast, right? The fast that I did back in the spring. I did a five-day fast, no food for five days, just water and black coffee. I think I had one bottle of kombucha, a couple sips of bone broth, but no food, no calories for five days. And the reason it made me think about this, reading this book and thinking about more, 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 the reason it made me think about the fast is because when I did that fast, intentionally having so much less than what I normally have, it redefined hunger for me. It created a new baseline understanding of what it means to be hungry that I never had before. Because prior to that fast, the longest time I had ever been without food, maybe I had done a couple of 24-hour fasts, but really, for the most part, no more than a handful of hours, right? Like no more than 8, 10, 12 hours, and even that wasn't very often. And so when I did that fast... It allowed me to, for the first time, reframe hunger and give me a new perspective in those moments when it had been a handful of hours since I've eaten and I think I'm starving. That fast allowed me to be like, nope, not even a little bit. You're totally fine. And that has been so helpful in responding to hunger for me. And I thought about that as I was thinking about these things that I have enough of but often act as if I need more of. I need to give myself that same new context related to everything in my life, which means I have to be intentional about giving myself less, about choosing less, about saying no where I would normally say yes, buying less, eating less, indulging less. So I have a greater appreciation for all I have. So I have a new understanding about what I actually need versus when I'm trapped in this loop of more, 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 more. I need to give new context, which means I have to be intentional about choosing less. Understanding and acting and reminding myself that I don't need more. That in fact, I have more than what I need. I have more clothes than I need. I have more food than I need. The, the idea that I, that I need a treat, that I want a treat, that I have to say yes to this or I'm depriving myself comes more from this perspective of not enough, always pursuing more. And I want to change that in my life. So what does that mean? What does choosing less mean? Less stress, less food, less sweet stuff, less television, less stuff in general, less spending, less buying. And what comes with that less? More peace, more time, more appreciation, more progress, a better perspective. But what does that look like? I need to carry this with me every day so that it informs my actions. Choose less as a mantra 
has to be with me in the grocery store when I'm debating that dark chocolate bar or that bottle of kombucha or that bag of macadamias. Choose less than what I'm telling myself I want and need. In each trip to the grocery store, how can I choose less as an operating system? End the debate less. Let go of that more, more, more. More is better. Choose less stuff. I have books that I haven't read. I don't need to buy more. Choose less. Say no to adding more. Choose less television. Say no to excess in every way it shows up in my life. Say no to excess in every way it shows up in my life so that I can create this new perspective, this new frame. Now, when I did that fast back in the spring, did I fast forever? No. But doing that fast gave me a new appreciation, a new context, a new baseline for hunger. And I desire to create that same kind of new frame related to this cycle that I've created through my own perspective of never having enough of anything. Choose to be okay spending a Friday night alone or a weekend alone instead of feeling like it's not enough attention, it's not enough love, it's not enough affection, it's not enough people around me. Choose less. In every situation that I can, less than what I would normally go for, less than what I think I need, And in doing so, it's giving more, more appreciation, more time, more bandwidth, more opportunity, because there's less. And it's funny, this this timing could not be better, because I've shared with you guys before, I have built myself a tiny house, for those of you that follow any of those television shows and whatnot that are like tiny house builder, tiny house hunter, tiny luxury, whatever it is, there's like a trillion of them. And it is currently on its way from where it was built in Utah to the East Coast. And of course, it's like, oh, I need I need new furniture and I need new this and I need new that. And as I literally downsize from where I live now to this tiny house where the main living area is only 300 square feet, it's a great kind of visual example of what I want for the rest of my life. I want more time, not more stuff. I want to end this constant sense of it's not enough, it's not enough money, it's not enough business, it's not enough this, it's not enough that, it's not enough food, it's not enough special stuff. I have more than what I need. Letting go of more, 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 and instead choosing less. Less in terms of thoughts and drama and excuses as well right? It's not just about stuff. It's not just about food. It's about mental and emotional energy. Letting go, not arguing, not debating, not having to say everything I think because I think it's right. How many arguments would that avoid, right? Less. Less drama, less negativity, less arguing, less engaging in things that don't really matter, less stuff, less food, less shopping, just less, right? No more crushing myself mentally or physically or emotionally with excess. The book talks about swimming in excess yet feeling like we never have enough. Certainly that's how I felt at times. Doing this so that I can redefine, just like I redefine hunger with the fast, what I really need so that I can create more peace So that I can have less but appreciate more, less but better. Not talking myself into the coffee at Starbucks when I have coffee beans at home. 
not talking myself into the glass of wine at dinner because more would be better. I don't need it. Intentionally choosing less. Choosing less everywhere so that the default is more appreciation of what I already have and breaking this cycle of more being more. It also means letting go of some some physical things. Stuff I need to donate. I have clothes I don't wear. Furniture I don't use. Books I don't read. Things I need to sell and let go of. My wedding dress. My wedding rings. Services that I don't use, right? That I subscribe to that I don't use. I'm so excited to share this change with you, this perspective, and also invite you to do it as well. Because it's not about, you know, being a minimalist and living in a tiny house, but it is about this perspective that is what drives us to overindulge. That's what drives us to eat more than we need to eat, to buy more than we need to have, to drink more than what makes us feel our best, to always feel like it's not enough. And that underlying tension and dissatisfaction often takes us away from taking great care of ourselves. My time away gave me a lot of things to think about, including one idea that I am so excited about. In January, I am going to be starting a separate audio channel of coaching that is available exclusively within my Fat Loss Fast Tracks and my Master's Club. And so this audio channel is going to be four to six short coaching moments throughout the week, which could be coaching an individual, it could be a journal review of an individual, or it could be talking about ideas, coaching through concepts and ideas like fear of missing out, like tactical strategies for getting more consistent, for winning the weekends, for ending all or nothing, And these short form audios, four to six times a week, sometimes probably more, will be available on a coaching channel that is exclusive to folks in the Fat Loss Fast Track and the Masters Club. It's one of the changes along with the new journal that I am most excited about for those winter groups. They kick off on January 7th, the Fat Loss Fast Track. So if you are interested in what the Fat Loss Fast Track includes and how it works, You want to register for the New Year workshop that's live online and totally free. The first 70%, 75% of it is going to be a workshop on helping you set up a sustainable strategy for the new year. And then the last 25, 20% of it-ish will be about the Winter Fat Loss Fast Track. Now, if you're on the wait list... By the time you hear this podcast, you've probably already got your access and information into the Winter Fat Loss Fast Track. But if you're not on the wait list or you just got on the wait list now and you missed that open enrollment, that is okay. Make sure you are registered for those New Year workshops. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash Jan18, primalpotential.com forward slash J-A-N-1-8. That is the link to register for these workshops, three different day and times. You can choose the one that works best for you, January 1st, 2nd, and January 3rd. Even if you're not interested in the Winter Fat Loss Fast Track, certainly be there if you are, but even if you are not, the first 70 to 75% of that live free online workshop will be about helping you create a sustainable strategy for change to kick off the new year. And I would love to have you there with me for it. Primalpotential.com forward slash Jan 18. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.